Support for this podcast comes from Fetcher. Level up your hiring with Fetcher, the leading full-service recruiting automation software. Fetcher combines search technology with humans in the loop, so you can trust that qualified diverse candidates are landing in your inbox. Source while you sleep and wake up to an inbox of interested candidates. Fetcher minimizes the time you spend on repetitive sourcing and outreach tasks, allowing you to focus on creating a great candidate experience. Schedule your demo today at www.fetcher.ai. That's www.fetcher.ai. And mention the Recruiting Future podcast for an exclusive discount. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 392 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Talent acquisition is having to evolve at speeds we've never seen before. And recruiting technology is playing a central role in enabling this transformation. However, the recruiting technology ecosystem has never been more complicated and confusing. And building an effective tech stack can be a real challenge. My guest this week has a huge amount of advice to share on the best ways to leverage recruiting technology in the dynamic environment employers are currently operating in. Ryan Dull is founder and CEO of SageMark HR and is an expert in technology, process and best practice. Hi, Ryan, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Matt. Great to be here. Excited about our conversation. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Sure, absolutely. And my name is Ryan Dull. I'm the founder and CEO of SageMark HR. I'm a 26-year talent acquisition veteran. And what we do at SageMark HR is we help make selecting talent acquisition technology solutions easy for TA leaders. Now, there are so many things that I want to talk to you about on that particular topic because it's uh, it's one of my favorite topics to talk about on the podcast. Before we do, though, let's just delve into your backstory a little bit deeper. Tell us how you came to do what you do and why you do it. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. So um, as I mentioned, I've been kind of in and around uh, talent acquisition my entire professional career, 26 years. Um, the first bulk of that, I'll call it, you know, around 18 years was all in corporate recruiting, um, working for organizations to help them, um, in most cases, build and optimize their talent acquisition uh, practices. Uh, the later part of my year as I was an executive um, over talent acquisition, uh, I helped three or four organizations um, transform or create um, their uh, talent acquisition organization. And in that process, as I was going through that with my teams and with other leaders, um, and we built a strategy, I always loved technology. That was in kind of the early mid-2000s and where um, recruiting technology was really starting to emerge and build its capability. It was really exciting. Um, there was more than just an ATS to look at. Um, and so in our process, as we we're building the strategy, I was... Um, my teams and I were, were frustrated and confused by the solutions that were out there. And we had challenges trying to identify um, the right tools um, for our specific needs. And so 
through that process, I made a few mistakes early um, and then vowed I'm not I'm going to figure out a way not to make mistakes. So um, came up with a kind of a system or a process to help um, ensure getting that correct every time, uh, perfected that within my own teams, and then started working with some of my friends who um, were sharing that issue of uh, being confused by all of the technology that's out there and trying to figure out what was right for them and RFPs not working great and being disappointed after they bought it. And so um, out of that, um, SageMark HR was kind of born that, that I, I kind of did it by accident, but it was solving a problem um, that I needed. That was uh, eight years ago now. Um, since then, we've worked with over 200 different organizations and TA leaders uh, to help them um, identify what their needs are, prioritize those needs, and identify the best fit technology solutions from the ecosystem that match those needs. So recording this towards the middle of November 2021, we're coming up to the the end of what has been another just unprecedented year in terms of everything that's been going on. Obviously, a, a lot of the employers that I've had, that had on the podcast have some, some real challenges that they're having to deal with. And I'm sure that that's the case with the employers that you're working with and talking to. Out of everything that's going on, what are the what are the the challenges that you're seeing the most in the market at the moment? Yeah, I mean, you know, to start with, definitely the most challenging talent market I've seen in my lifetime, probably your lifetime as well. Um, that is unanimous uh, amongst everyone that I talk with, and I usually work with organizations um, that probably do at least a thousand hires a year, but I have several clients that do in excess of a hundred thousand hires of years uh, a year. So um, a little bit higher volume recruiting. Um, the challenges are, are, are many right now. I, I think, you, you know, a lot of, from a, a market perspective, um, you have, you know, a reduced number of individuals available for the roles. I think you have on the, the corporate side, usually you have higher number of roles open. So you have a supply and demand issue there. Um, I think there is a challenge around the number of positions that are open and the scale and capability of internal delivery models. So most of the organizations I talk with are having their recruiters um, you know, running a, a desk that had, you know, maybe historically they had 20 to 30 um, requisitions that they were working on, and now it's 50 to 70, in some cases over 100. So um, a, a lot of issues around how they scale their delivery model to meet those demands and a definitely a, a, a more difficult and constrained um, environment for the available talent. And then on top of all of that, you have kind of the great resignation and, and lots of turnover, as well as a market that has seen the highest demand ever for recruiting resources. So the people actually doing the work um, are being targeted and are turning over at higher rates at, um, than we've ever seen and being compensated at, at greater compensation levels than we've ever seen. So there is um, not to mention DEI, DE&I initiatives and, and a whole host of other things. So this is definitely the most challenging market we've ever experienced. Absolutely. There, there is a lot going on 
that that would be that would be an understatement to to say that. Obviously, we could talk about all of these things, but I just wanted to pick up on something that you said there about scaling and recruiters having to do more at speed against the background of a very challenging market. One of the things that's really stood out for me this year is is that we seem to be seeing this genuine evolution in the way that recruiting is done based on some of the technologies that are now available. So whereas some things may have been discussed in theory for a number of years, I've certainly had lots of people coming on the podcast and talking about how they're reinventing the way that they do recruiting using the sort of various technologies that that, that are available and that are evolving very, very quickly. What are the tech trends from this year that really stand out for you? What have you sort of looked at and thought that is the future. That is where we're going. Yeah, I think, uh, and, and absolutely, I think you know one thing that has happened um, that is a positive out of kind of the the last call it eighteen months of uh, of challenges is it's really been a catalyst for the evolution of TA delivery models and the adoption of technology, and and so I think it has really accelerated that, and I think for the positive as well. I think. Um, you know, I, I kind of have a, a saying around technology that I talk with leaders around and I always kind of say, you know, you're never really going to be free to be strategic in your organization until you get your tech stack right. Um, the reason I say that is is by not having the right technology in place, um, you are constantly going to be reacting. Um, you've got variability. You've got all sorts of issues that are going to be dragging you down into tactical issues. Once your tech stack is right and you get a repeatable, reliable, efficient process that that is enabled by your tech, um, that can really help you. So I think um, I think the trends that I'm seeing that that I'm really excited about are, you know, I think there are and have been a lot of AI solutions that help um, to automate some of the tasks um, on the front end and through the process. What I'm most excited about are the these types of solutions or designing um, kind of an integrated um, stack of solutions that help to remove friction in the process for the stakeholders, improve the experience for all involved, um, and really free up the resources um, on the recruiting side to do their highest value activities. So an example of this would be, you know, maybe a solution that you could put in if your, your recruiting teams are still manually scheduling or doing some first level screens or collecting, you know, information from candidates that are, you know, important, but fairly tactical routine tasks. There are a lot of excellent solutions that um, can do that in, you know, on a real-time automated basis that can really provide efficiency scale and, and improved experience for the candidates. And so I would say that's an example of one of the trends, but, but overall, just how people are building out their tech stacks to remove friction, increase um, efficiency, increase conversion at each step in the process, which is really what this is all about. That's so interesting. And I want to come back and talk a little bit more about tech stacks and strategy in a second. Before we do, though, I just want to pick up on that point about automation, because that's come across sort of overwhelmingly in the last few months that that companies are automating more of their recruiting, they're using AI, they're removing that friction, they're in many, many cases, uh, increasing the quality of the candidate experience. 
we've sort of been debating automation and recruitment for a really for a really long time. Where do you think it's going to end up? How much of recruiting is going to be automated in the in the longer in the medium to long term? Yeah, I guess that that's that's hard um, hard to answer for me. I think it will continue um, to grow in its importance and its adoption in in the organization. Um, but one thing, like I, I'm a I'm a big believer in. Um, every situation is unique. And so I I, I try hard not to generalize around solutions or or things like that. So I would say, you know, in different areas. So depending on the roles um, that you're hiring for, the, you know, the target candidates that you're trying to get and and what's really important. um, So what value do you need to add through the process? Um, I think there will be, you know, organizations that will succeed will really um, seek to understand that define that, and then almost have different degrees of automation in their process, depending on on the type of roles and where it makes sense. Because like, for example, if you're, I mean, if you're hiring at, you know, 10,000 frontline hourly workers um, versus, you know, a thousand, you know, application developers, the the role could be very different in not only how you would use it, but the expectation of that candidate. And so the right way I think to think about it is to be more prescriptive and, and focused than general and trying to um, build a stack with solutions that um, that, that you do have that, that capability to, to make it different. Um, th- does that answer the question for you? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it leads very nicely onto the, the, the next thing that I wanted to, to, to cover, which is, which is about building a tech stack. And I think that with the huge amount of investment that is being put into HR and recruiting technology at the moment, we, we're just seeing almost an endless array of fascinating solutions that seem like they might be really useful and, and deliver value. But, but I know that if you're a, a TA leader, you're kind of just looking out at the market in this sort of sense of bewilderment in terms of the choice is overwhelming. What what should I buy and how should I go about doing that? How do you advise the the the, the employers that you deal with in terms of just moving forward with, with, with just so much choice out there? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And in essence, that's the reason um, my business exists and, and my value proposition is that it was born out of my own problem, um, you know, eight years ago and, and the market has, has exploded since then has become just even more increasingly complicated now. Um, so always what I advise the people that I interact with, whether I'm having conversations or it's a, an actual engagement is just, you know, be very careful. Mistakes are expensive. Mistakes are costly. Um, this is not an easy ecosystem to navigate and understand. And so organizations, I think at the first part, you need to start with um, a strategy and you need to start with clearly understanding what your needs are, how to prioritize those needs, um, what type of requirements you have for solutions, what type, what level of partnership you need from the solutions. There's a whole host of things that you need to decide before going out and trying to identify the right solution for your needs. Um, I will tell you what doesn't really work is the basic, like, 
I need some, I think I need something or somebody told me about something cool. So I'll just buy that. Or, uh, I think I need something. I'll Google search who does this stuff and then I'll put them into a procurement run RFP and that'll all work out good. Th- those are pretty much both recipes for failure. Um, so I would say you need to be very strategic. You need to be very thoughtful. You need to clearly understand your needs, define your requirements, understand what the ROI is um, that you can expect for this and what the experience you're looking for is working with a partner. So I advise people um, around that and and also just like be careful and, and, and talk to experts. I don't say that to be self-serving. I say that because I've seen so many mistakes with people trying to navigate the complex ecosystem and clearly understand capabilities of solution providers and what they really need on their own, or they have an intern, or they have like procurement or IT run with it. Um, and, and it almost always um, ends up uh, where they're disappointed out the back end. So there is definitely um, a methodology and a strategic way to go about this to ensure your success. Um, and so leverage experts, leverage peers, leverage, you know, get as much information as you can and really try to seek to understand what it is that you're looking for and what what the capabilities really are in the ecosystem to build your tech stack. A quick message from our sponsor, Winolo. Hi, everyone. I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com slash pod. That's www.wonolo.com slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers. You mentioned procurement and IT there, and obviously one of the huge issues for for many people who are who are listening are managing internally round choices within technology. So, lots of people might be pushed in a certain direction because they they're using a particular HR system or they're using a, a, a suite of products, and they're being sort of shoehorned into the uh, into the recruitment aspect of that. Or people have to make very very strong business cases internally to to invest in in certain aspects of recruiting technology. What advice do you give to people in terms of getting that stakeholder buy in across? complicated organizations when it comes to building out a recruiting tech stack? Yeah, Matt, that, that's a that's a really important question and really important um, to the industry because um, I would say that first and foremost, the talent acquisition leaders have to lead this and have to be the point person that is leading this because they understand um, 
their delivery model. They understand clearly the needs of the candidates. They understand um, and have the vision for the experience they're trying to create. And so they have to lead and they cannot step out of the way to let, um, you know, a typical RFP or procurement driven um, process happen. So what I would say is that the first part is some education is that, um, the talent acquisition and recruiting space has quickly evolved from um, what is typical and maybe some other functions, whereas more of a, a system play where you get a big, large um, system in place that can do most things, and then you can have success if you select the best overall system for your needs. That doesn't work anymore, really, in, in, in this space. And there's much more of an ecosystem play where you need to um, be able to quickly and efficiently um, integrate the best solutions for your specific needs and experience that you're designing for the moment into that, whether it's a base system or standalone, um, whatever it is there. So I think there needs to be some education around where the industry is going and where the, you know, about the ecosystem. And then it's about, you know, talent acquisition, um, whoever's responsible in TA leading that process, educating those stakeholders, partnering with them through the process, understanding what the needs of procurement is, what the, what the needs of, um, IT are, what the, what the needs of the legal team and other compliance folks, and really trying to orchestrate, orchestrate that, through the process, you can't let it go. Um, you know, also, I would just say that like traditional RFPs rarely work in this space because it tries to commoditize all of these solutions and, and drive, maybe it drives some price down. But in reality, all of these solutions that exist in the marketplace, even in the same kind of niche area of focus, have very different capability, very different um, experiences, partnering with them and those things. And it's, it's oftentimes really difficult for traditional procurement processes or RFP processes um, to discern that and, and, and understand and make the right decision. If you, if you don't have that experience buying these exact things, I guess in, in the recent past, even buying it three years ago doesn't really help you anymore right now because it's evolving so quickly. We've talked about just this rapid adoption and evolution in technology and, and recruiting process that's, that's been going on in the last few months. So that might make this a very difficult question to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What surprised you most in terms of recruiting technology in, in the last couple of years? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think um, what has surprised me most, I, I, I'm going to answer this um, two ways. One, um, less about technology. I think I was really surprised by what happened in the recruiter space around demand for recruiters. And for the first time ever, you know, recruiting resources being more in demand, um, you know, that then, um computer engineers and computer programmers and, and, and those application developers and those types of things that I didn't think that was going to happen. So that surprised me. What that does and how I bring that back is that reinforces the need for your tech stack and the technology in place to be able to create that scale and efficiency and allow the recruiting resources you do have to operate as efficiently and um, strategically as possible what surprised me, I think, in the tech space on the other side with all of the solutions um, is 
the, I guess, explosion of investment and M&A activity um, over the course of the last 18 years or 18 months. And, and not just that it's happening, but how much that can impact what it's like to work with these different solution providers. I think there's a surprising um, kind of trend that's happening that I see uh, on the experience partnering with solutions, um, depending on how much and who they get their investment from, as well as um, acquisitions in the space where um, once, you know, a, a solution that was great, two years ago is acquired and brought into a larger player that may have a different um, vision and thing and and how much the capability of that solution and experience working with them can change um, very, very rapidly. So that that's surprising. And and that's something that I try to educate and work with my clients a lot on to, to help them understand some of that in the marketplace and how that needs to come into their decision-making around what solutions work best for them um, and what they really need from those solution providers. Absolutely. That's a great point. And it is, it's another complicating factor when it comes to to, to choosing technology. What's going to happen? Are you going to get the level of service that, that you've been expecting? Things could get a lot worse, but I suppose things could also get a lot better, couldn't they? Yeah, they absolutely can. It's not always for the negative. Um, it's just something, um, you know, to your point that you have to be aware of. And, and very rarely do I see that type of or that level of um, investigation or discussion or due diligence happening through the um, the selection process and technology around all right, you know, are, are you, a, did you get a series B investment or C or D or where are you in your evolution? Who is the, you know, who are the investors and what are their goals and how does that um, align or conflict with your previous um, goals that you've had? If somebody has, you know, purchased you, what, you know, what has changed in the vision? What is it like to, to work with you and partner with you? What does your pipeline look like? Um, you know, all those types of questions that makes a difference because, you, you know, there are many, many great solutions out there, but they don't always match with exactly what your needs are. And also, you know, the level of service um, and what it's like to partner with them is very, very different in this space. We're obviously talking about the the, the technology trends and, and the reality of recruiting right now in 2021. As we both know, technology never stands still. And in the same way that recruiting technology has been evolving at a huge pace in the last 12 months, generally, technology in general has as well. And and obviously, there are a number of trends probably currently sitting outside of recruiting that are going to affect the way that we look at look at things over the next few years, whether that's the, the metaverse or what's going on with blockchain or lots of other things that are, that, are, that are happening. What are the broader tech trends that you're keeping an eye on? What do you think is going to come in and affect the affect the industry moving forward yeah i think the two you you, you mentioned definitely the, the metaverse and, and as well as as blockchain um will enter into this space i would see um the other the other kind of trend that that i'm seeing is um 
kind of an evolution um, away from a traditional applicant tracking system and organizations trying to either build their their tech stack or um, find other ways to take the experience for both the recruiters and the candidates and probably the hiring managers as well outside of a traditional ATS in order to remove friction, make it easier um, to do that. Um, so I, I think that's a trend um, that, that I'm watching closely. You know, it's it's interesting too. I think the other trend, like a, a quote that I love was you know, from, from Abraham Lincoln was, you know, the best way to predict the future is to help build it. And, and so another trend that I'm really interested in and that I'm trying to do my part and, and with my clients is really thinking about, you know, the tech stack as a whole. How can you partner with the solutions you have in your tech stack to provide them insight into, you know, what your needs will, will be in the future and forecasting those needs and how can they use their their R&D investment to design um, really along the the lines of what their customer and client needs are. Um, So helping really focus in that space and and guide um, the development of solution capability directly with the solutions is something that I'm um, I'm actively doing and, and, and really interested in how that plays into the broader market trends and trends and can you get kind of almost this, you know, mass customization in the space. I, I know every solution provider out there is is really wincing when I say that if they're listening right now, but I, I think that the needs are very specific at a lot of these um, organizations and, and their vision is, is very specific on what success looks like for them. Um, so, so being able to build that stack and the capabilities um, in a customized fashion is, is really an interesting thing to watch. And I think that leads really nicely into into my final question, which is, what does the future look like for recruiting? So if we were having this conversation again in two years time, what would we be talking about? Yeah, I think it's... uh you know, in, in the shorter term, I would say in the, in the next two years, it is going to continue. My belief is it is going to continue, um, much the way that the market, talent market has been is to be a, a candidate driven process. So historically, where you have, um, kind of more clunkier based systems and, um, human driven interactions where candidates, you know, might apply and then they'll wait around for the organization to drive the process um, on their timelines. I think all of that, and I know all of that is shifting rapidly, is already shifting and will continue to shift um, where in the industry you need to design your tech stack, your process and your delivery models in order to remove the friction for candidates, make it very easy for them to drive the process as quickly or slowly as possible to get the content they need to make decisions and move on to the next steps, um, to do that in a frictionless uh, mobile environment and just make it easier for them to get the information that they need to make the decisions to move forward at each toll gate in the process, as well as make it easier for hiring managers um, to make those hiring decisions as people have driven through the process. So I think it'll be um, much easier, much faster, and much, much more candidate-driven um, in, in the space. Lastly, where can people find you and how can they connect to you? 
Yeah, thanks, Matt. Um, so people can find me um, on LinkedIn, uh, Ryan Dole. Um, they can also find me. Uh, my, my website is uh, sagemarkhr.com. Uh, also email address, ryan.dull at sagemarkhr.com. Um, I also have a podcast called uh, TA Leaders, and that, uh, that website is uh, taleaderspodcast.com. Ryan, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much, Matt. My pleasure. My thanks to Ryan. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. Thank you.